The U.S. Supreme Court made headlines last fall when they heard arguments in a case that could invalidate a federal law designed to protect survivors of domestic violence. As KUNR's Burt Johnson reports, that could have sweeping consequences for Nevada. There was an occasion where he did pull a pocket knife on on my neck, and that's when he when he got the one year of a restraining order. That that was a big deal. Adriana, who we're only identifying by her first name because of safety concerns, says her abuser also hit her and threatened her with his guns. But with the temporary protection order, he had to give up his guns to a friend. Adriana felt much safer knowing that he didn't have access to firearms. But a case before the U.S. Supreme Court threatens to overturn the legal principle that protected her. Having access to guns only makes them more dangerous. In my opinion, that is very scary. In 2022, Justices in the Supreme Court's right-wing majority ruled that any gun regulations have to correspond with legislation from the time of the country's founding, in the 18th century. Last November, the Supreme Court heard a case seeking to overturn a federal law that prohibits domestic abusers from possessing guns while they're under a protection order. During oral arguments, justices seemed skeptical of the idea they should nullify those protections. But advocates say if they do anyway, it could have a drastic impact on Nevada, where rates of domestic violence are some of the highest in the country. We have available to anybody fleeing a domestic violence situation any provisions that they might need. So we have a food pantry, we have um, a diaper bank, we have hygiene items and clothes. Kristen Kennedy runs the Domestic Violence Resource Center in Reno. The center offers survivors help with filing protection orders in court and emergency housing when they need to flee. Kennedy says guns pose a grave threat to victims. So in Washoe County in 2023, three women were murdered by firearm in domestic violence situations. And um, so it's a critical issue. According to Elizabeth Abdur-Rahim with the Nevada Coalition to End Domestic and Sexual Violence, when people have more access to firearms, we're more likely to see deadly results through firearms. That's partly because guns allow people to act impulsively. It is hard to de-escalate a situation once a firearm is involved. Abdur Rahim's organization is about to release a new homicide report for 2023. For the first time, they went case by case, trying to identify all the fatal domestic violence encounters across the state. They combed media reports and reached out to partner organizations looking for data. The results were sobering. In the past year in Nevada, there were 72 total deaths. They happened in 50 incidents. And in this case, I think what's most important for us to notice is that 56 of them happened with use of a firearm. According to a review of national data by the Nonprofit Violence Policy Center, Nevada ranked in the top 10 states for rates of women killed by men in 23 of the last 25 years. 92% of female murder victims knew their killers, and more than half were killed by an intimate partner. According to Brian Sudi with the Reno City Attorney's Office, legal protections for victims can be hard to figure out because of differences between state and federal laws. The U.S. Supreme Court needs to figure all this out. When does the federal prohibition kick in? Does it kick in the instant that the TPO or EPO is granted? Or does it kick in once a person violates such an order criminally? The Supreme Court case stems from the conviction of Texas resident Zaki Rahimi, 
who violated a protection order after he was accused of assaulting his ex-girlfriend. The order prohibited him from possessing guns, but that didn't stop Rahimi from getting involved in five separate shootings. He was convicted in federal court, but an appeals court decided the law banning Rahimi from having guns was unconstitutional under the Supreme Court's new historical standards. Sudi says, depending on how they rule, justices could also overturn state-level restrictions on domestic abusers' access to firearms. You know, it may trigger our legislature in in 2025 to have to amend some of our NRS law, our state law, to comply, to come into compliance. We'll, We'll have to wait and see. Kennedy, with the Domestic Violence Resource Center, says if that happens, it'll remove a critical layer of protection for survivors. Without that, they're less safe. That's the bottom line. Meanwhile, Adriana says guns should be taken away from people who commit domestic violence. If her abuser hadn't had his guns taken away, she would have had to leave town. Why would we want to have in our community access or give people access to guns, people who are showing signs of already not being able to control themselves? Bert Johnson, KUNR News.